it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. And I'm Dr. Lisa. I I give a shit. How are you doing? You know, uh, January is really tough, I think. I was feeling really, really vulnerable this week. And so I thought to cheer, I thought like, how can I cope? Not cheer myself up, but how can I cope? So I put on Facebook what I was upset about. And then I said, who's with me? And I got to tell you, I got a lot of responses and people were willing to identify with me. And I, there was no self-pitying. It didn't, I wasn't being self-pitying, but I did actually get a little bit of a boost of support and it helped put things in perspective. So that's, there's, there's a tip there, folks. If you would, if you put your own vulnerability out there, in a not too needy way, you can get you can get help. Okay, that's all I have to say. But what I really want you to know is I how much I appreciate you listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, which is the greatest radio station in the Western Hemisphere. Because I've listened to all of them, and this is definitely the best. I'm looking around here for the whatever happened. We're supposed to have these like notes about what we're supposed to promote this week. And I don't see any of them. I'm going to have to complain about this. But I do know that we are doing this really amazing um, drive, fundraising drive now called Drive to Five. And if you go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org, Drive to Five, uh, you can get like a really amazing t-shirt if you donate a little money or, or there's all sorts of stuff on there. I actually designed one of the t-shirts, the Chanel one, if, if you want to know the truth. But there's also a really great one from Cosmo Vinyl, who's an amazing guy that was the manager of The Clash. Everybody wants that one and you can get it. So good. Just go there and do that. Okay. All right. So today is, uh, uh, I'm really, uh, kind of excited about today because I'm going to get to do a real for real therapy session. One of our co-hosts, um, Susan Rousseau. Susan, did I say your name right? Hi, Susan. Hi. You said it perfectly. Good. Thank you for that, actually. Um, so anyway, Susan has a really great show called New in New York. Yes. And it's on every, it's live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. And she brings you some of the funniest, fascinating stories for people who somehow found their way to the city that never sleeps, knowing that if they, so it's just like people like talking about how hard it is and what they've been through here, right? Right. Yeah. It's basically yeah. like, what was your experience like when you moved, when you were new in New York, when you moved here? Yeah, it's overwhelming and frustrating and exciting. So it's really fun for me. And then we'll play music like we'll play the songs that they relate to their new ex new in New York experience. And I love it. Yeah, I I'm love not, it. I it's a great show. It's a really great show. And thank uh, you for saying that. Susan's been in New York like four or five years now. We're pushing five ish. We're coming up on five. But soon. she had, a, you know, she's 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 in the TV business, the TV entertainment business. And she's lived in Chicago and worked in Chicago and LA and stuff like that. So she has perspective about New York and to her, it's a pretty new place still, I think. Right? It really feels, sometimes I feel like I just got here. 
But you have all that perspective of having worked in other places. Yes. Which a lot of New Yorkers like myself don't really have. Yeah, no, I've I've been around. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah. So So I think you should I think you should listen to that show cuz I think it's going to be really great. Yes, please. Um so let's just get right into it. Uh, Susan uh, has some things that you want to discuss. And so, Susan, why did you come into uh, therapy today? Um, well, the first, it's, it was very exciting to be able to do this show because I just lost my therapist. Oh. Um, so I stopped going to therapy in November and every New Yorker needs some therapy. So I was like, Dr. Lisa gives a shit. So I have issues and I thought... It would be nice to uh, share them with her and the general public. Well, I'm hoping we can get some <laughs> some productive work done Me here. Me too, really, really. Um, so just a little bit about your background. You're from, let's do a little intake. So you're from where? I'm Southern Illinois. I'm from a, a city-ish called uh, Belleville, Illinois. It's across the river from St. Louis. Mm-hmm. So I grew up in a much smaller place than... Um, here. And I hear a phone. Is that's your, your ring? Yes. So she grew up I in. She has one. Here, I'm just going to do it. She's got one brother. I know that. Yes. She has a good relationship with her parents. Her father passed away in 2012. Exactly. Were your parents? Did your parents get along well? No. Oh, but really? eventually they did. Like when I was growing up, that I well, my dad was. Um, I think they called it bipolar back in the day or no mm-hmm. bi- manic depressive back in the day. It's mm-hmm. now bipolar. Um, so they had an uh, interesting relationship, um, but they never got divorced. And as I grew older, I watched them like mend their relationship. So it was really neat. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, there there was some. Fights. What was the tension about mostly? Well, I think because my dad was such a free spirit and my mom was German and anal. So there was a very conflicting sense and- of... What did your father do? He, I don't know. He worked at a bank and he did like stock stuff. Was he a financial guy? I think, yeah, he Mm -hmm. like advised people. Was he the breadwinner, the main breadwinner? Um, He was. My mom was a teacher though. So she, she's now the breadwinner with her pension. So Mm -hmm. um, it all works out. But yeah, no, I mean, they both were working. Um, He Um, made more money, but yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't like a teller job. No, 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 no. He did like stock Remember stuff. Remember tellers? I love tellers and I love ah. the suckers and I love the little machine you would put in the vacuum. Um, yeah, those were fun days. Yeah, it really was. When things used to be done by hand. Yeah. So, uh, so small town. Yeah. You know, it, it wasn't like a huge opportunity. Yeah. Like, and then you went to college in Ohio. Uh, Ohio. Yeah. And then you got a job. She said she got a job. I'm just trying to get through this so I can get to the good stuff. So she got a job at, working at Oprah right after college. I, I skied for two years and then I moved to Chicago. I skied. You in, skied? Well, I snowboarded for two years in Colorado after college because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I lived. Did a, you make money? Did you have a job? Yeah. What oh, did yeah. you do? And what, what didn't I do? Um, I was a ski school, um, like preschool I took care of all these preschool kids between ski lessons. Um, I was a nanny. I worked at a coffee shop. I mm-hmm. was a, a cocktail waitress at a mm-hmm. music bar. I was a terrible waitress. So you just odd jobbed it. Yeah, pretty um, much. Did, did, um, so are you really athletic? Um, I was. Were you a really good skier? Um, I, I snowboarded. Or I, snowboarded. I was not good Were at you really skiing. good at it? I was better. I was good at snowboarding. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm a nature girl. Yeah. Um, That's a good thing. That's a good thing. It's good to be athletic, especially for girls. I try. Um, Your brother. What else was there was some one other point. Oh, yes. And um, you don't mind me mentioning you were married, right? I was married. Yes. And you were married in your she got married. I'm just going to do this really quick. She got married at 36 and you were married. She knew the guy for five years and you got divorced after how many years? Three years. Three years. They moved. They had to move a couple of or they both moved a couple of times for work and stuff like that did not work out. They're still friends, which is a great sign. And in uh, your age, 44. Yeah, she has a boyfriend yep michael year jackson half and stuff what's his name michael jackson. <laughs> michael jackson michael jackson isn't he di- oh my god you must hear <laughs> oh that poor i feel sorry for your boyfriend yeah the credit card receipts are always funny to oh. like when he hands over his credit card they think it's really funny that uh, yeah yeah i'm sure he's sick of it yeah okay so you get it folks i got you through like the intake quickly because we want to get to the meat so um what brings you into therapy susan you know, I think like most of us, we have some issues and I'm I'm going through some things, challenging mm-hmm. things in my life, including um, a job sort of change, mm-hmm. um, meaning that I I was working on a show that I love to be part of and I didn't get asked back for a second season. So um, I'm just struggling with that. And then I'm struggling with a TV show, guys. A TV Can show. Can you say what it is? Sure, 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 sure. I worked on Jesus and Marrow. That's a big fucking deal, you guys. Do you <laughs> know that? Great. What station? I, I don't even know. But it's on Showtime, so you have to yes. subscribe. But they're it's really a funny. Big fucking deal. Yeah, they were. They're they are the funniest. I've worked for a lot, like Oprah. I've worked for Oprah. I've worked for Neil Patrick Harris and Michael Strahan, wow. and these yeah. guys are special. Yeah, I mean, this woman's smart, competent, and. And but she's not like I'm not, which is another reason I'm here. I'm struggling with my confidence and uh-huh. the ability. Like, I think I'm I don't know. I just am feeling like I'm not uh, there must be something wrong with me because I don't know how to, like, make friends or connect with people in a way that's more permanent because I feel like I'm very good at surfacely connecting with people mm-hmm. um, and then just trusting myself. Mm-hmm. I have so many problems. Like, I don't know what there's so well, many. Well, let's see if we can sort of find some commonality. I mean, we're talking about self-esteem issues. Hello, girls. <laughs> we love it's, our self-esteem issues. It's so sad. I don't want to be that way, but um, here we are. So you have trouble. Are you, are you, so what's an, what, what's an idea of a, what's not satisfying about your friendships? Let's start with that. Well, I think I have friendships like I have friends and I'll and I, I bet you do. I, I have some friends. I can't imagine that you wouldn't. <laughs> but I don't know how to make like um, I think there's something wrong with me because I feel like I've made friends at shows I've worked on and I have friends from college and my friends are all over the country. But I've come to New York and I think I was expecting to be enveloped in like all of these communities and I don't know how to be part of them. Like, so, so do you want to be part of a community or do you want to have like girlfriends to go out with or you want to be invited as a group to things like what are you what are you? Well, so I just wish I had like I have friends like we'll go to brunch once every two months or something mm-hmm. like that. And I have a friend like I'll have a friend who I had lunch with the other day and I have friends who I can invite on my show and like go to coffee with them. I just miss like the closeness of 
being connected with people. Um, like on a more, a more regular, intimate, more, a, yes. more intimate. I want Do people you, to stop by my house and like drink wine and stuff. And I don't know why I can't figure out. Are like, you inviting them? No. Okay. Do you think that's part of it? Potentially. But it's bigger than that. It's like I should be making like I've gone to a million dog parks. I should have made friends with like the dog owners and I feel separate. It's like not it's like when I was in a sorority. I didn't know how to be in a sorority. I always thought on the outside. And then I, I was only in it for a little bit and then I quit. But I don't know. I always feel like I'm in the way. Like mm-hmm. if I'm trying to in, invest in a new like meet people or like when I did stand up comedy I didn't know how to get invested in that community because I always felt on the outside. So mm-hmm. I just feel like a big fat outsider and I don't know how to stop mm-hmm. feeling like no one will want me around. Right. And, yeah. And so, um, you, you know, you're, wor- well, I'm trying to like, wow. Um, Sorry, it's a no, lot. I'm trying I'm to like put that together <laughs> with, uh, how, okay. I'm, I mean, there's, you said two things. So yes. like there's, we're talking about a confidence issue generally, I guess. I mean, the thing is about your job, like that's recent. I mean, you're going to feel uh, lacking like anybody would. I sure. think that puts a big, um, you know, a big, a big crimp in anyone's confidence right yeah and it's really the first time it's happened to me so what well a lot of the shows i worked on i get i get canceled i get canceled a lot so that's not like that personal thing where they're like sorry we don't want you back like they're like there's no more show you have no job that it just doesn't Mm -hmm. exist Mm -hmm. and this show got picked up and i didn't get asked back Mm -hmm. and that's the first time that's happened to me Mm -hmm. but i think also because in the intake you mentioned that they they didn't really need the job that you were doing. It's It yeah. really wasn't personal. No, I don't think it was. No, and they've told me repeatedly it's not, but it's still like, I don't know. Well, it hurts. Yeah. But you, I feel like I'm, I'm wondering, like, you sound a little bit uh, determined that you want to blame yourself. Well, that's my usual M.O. Right. Like everything's you want pretty much to my blame fault. yourself. So there's something safe about blaming yourself. I'm wondering about your your childhood. This is what I'm wondering about. I'm wondering what I thought was really interesting was that you or stuck stuck out to me was that you said your parents didn't get along. And I, I wonder if that's affected you. Have you talked about that in therapy? Oh, sure. So sure. What, what's going on there? Well, so I think my parents were just very different. And so I grew up on the one hand with, it's funny. Gosh, I feel like my dad loved me too much. And my mom um, loved me very much, but she also is very rigid. And so she had specifics about like, oh, why are you wearing that? Why does your hair look like that? Um, so on one hand, I was very resentful and I wasn't going to be like, I didn't want to put myself out there because I was scared it would be wrong. And then on the other hand, my dad was like, you could, and I could do no wrong. So it was very conflicting. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's created three or four people in me. So mm-hmm. my personality sort of has. And didn't you say your dad was bipolar? Yeah, he was. He, so he what was. would happen there? Well, I, would, I didn't recognize it as much um, 
it just caused them to fight a lot because my mom was very practical and my dad was like, I'm going to the Super Bowl. And my mom's like, no, you're not. And then, you know, there was just like very big. Was she controlling of him? Did she no. not accept him? Um, Did she have trouble accepting like, like, you know, I guess like when you're manic, you want to do some, you know, yeah. you want to go to the Super Bowl. And, yeah. And like start you know, a business that he had you, no experience in or like. And and she, like I said, she's very anal. And so I think that she and she. And she grew up in a very, like, she told me, she's like, when I was a kid, all I could be was a nurse or a teacher. Like, well, you know, it's really interesting um, because your mother was really, sounds like, critical of you. And your father loved you. Yes. But she was also critical of him. So yes. that might have undermined the love that he had for you. Because it wasn't real. He was just an idiot. What did he know? <laughs> and, and maybe that's true because he was a big, soft, like, he... Like it didn't really mean anything. Maybe. You know, maybe you couldn't take it seriously. Yeah. I mean, so I was pretty, pretty. Uh, did your parents ever argue about how you were being treated? Like, uh, not that I recall. Like your mom didn't say you're being too soft on her or your father didn't say you're being too hard on her. Or... No, not that I recall. Uh huh. And there were was they one, that... this was the one thing I will, re I remember very distinctly is when I went to college, I was. I felt so out of place, which is what I tend. I just always feel yeah, out of right. place. But um, I was like, I don't belong in college. I'm going to I'm going to quit and I'm just going to figure it all out. And my dad was like, you can do whatever you want. And my mom was like, there's no fucking way. And she didn't. I'm sorry. There's mm -hmm. no way you are leaving college like this is what you do. Mm -hmm. So my mom has this very like I'm proud of her as an adult. She's let me grow and be, be mm -hmm. in TV and like support me and is excited for me. But like when I was still under the influence of like yeah, at a certain parents. Age, right. She was just like, don't get a tattoo. Don't drop out of college. Don't do this. And so mm -hmm. um, I love her to pieces, but she, yeah, she was a, she had, a, she does things her own way. Like, right. Yeah. Right. So you were being judged a lot. Yes. And I think you've internalized that, right? Well, probably. Do I mean, you, do you, are you aware? I mean, have you talked about that? Is that something you're aware of? Um, Yes. Like, I know that I feel, mm -hmm. uh, I, I think I've come to the point where I'm like, I worry about being judged by others a lot. And then also I'm judging myself constantly. Mm -hmm. Like, you're mm -hmm. doing it wrong. Really self-conscious. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm imagining that the feedback you get from the world is like you present, like, I don't, you know, I don't pretend to know you very well. Like you present in a very friendly, positive, you know, cheery way. Right. Yeah. And open, you know, like somebody that I could talk that anybody could talk to. Well, and that's like I love that about like I do you like, love that. about You appreciate that about yourself. Yeah, because I am really that person. I'm happy and I like I want to know about you and I want to like. Mm -hmm. Talk to the person who looks lonely or like, I just, I'm curious about everything and I, I want to help people. Right. But in internally, I am, you know, those thoughts in your head that like when you're by yourself. Oh yeah. I know. Yeah. So do you see the, um, disconnect between the dissonance, dissonance? That's a good, I think that could be a word that we, I think I want to use that word. That could be a good use of it. I'm not sure. If you know anything, let me know if I'm using it properly. <laughs> dissonance is that uh, 
the way that you are out in the world, you you see there's a mismatch there. You're what you're feeling and what people are experiencing of you and what how you're experiencing. Do you see there's a disconnect, dissonance? I, I recognize that. You know that too. I can recognize that. Okay. So here's what I'm thinking. Yes. Uh, I'm thinking that you're obviously smart and self-aware and you know, like there's nothing that we're going to point out here that's going to be new news for you that uh, that's ridiculous. Like I could say things like, well, I'm certain people like you. If you invited them out more, they would probably say yes. Yeah. I mean, we, we know all this already. Right? Yeah. So what I'm saying is that I think you need cognitive therapy. Mm. I think that you need to figure out a way you need to I think it's discipline and hard work. But what if I think I'm lazy? Um, well, discipline and hard work. <laughs> okay. Okay, so lazy, do you think you're lazy? I think I think like I try to convince myself I'm not and when I have a job, I am 100% on that job, but when I'm left to my own devices, I think I'm lazy. Mhm. So the laziness could be the fear too, right? Well, that probably doesn't, yeah. They probably overlap, probably, yes. Right. Um, do you ever, do you have any way of like being being alone where you don't hear any criticism? Um, well, yes. When I mindlessly watch like garbage television. Okay. I can totally zone into this garbage and not think about things. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. And how much of that do you do? Well, in December, I did it a lot because I was like, so my brain was overtime based on the fact that I didn't mm-hmm. have a job for the year. But um, I'm trying to. Not... And no one's hiring in, in de- December or September. You yeah, said. no, December. Yeah, no one's hiring then anyway. Yeah. And it's well, so don't horrible. feel sorry for me. I got it. I'm sorry. I should have told you this, but I'm working in um, uh, March and April. So I have a job. Like, oh, see, so you refuse, you forgot that because you didn't want to recognize that anything positive about yourself. Well, and it's a job I love and I've done before. It's a show I've worked on before. What and show? It's called the $100,000 Pyramid. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's and a it's a big deal. Oh, I love it. You like that show? You I like really, working on I that? love it. I love Why? it very much. It's so fun and like just everybody on the team is just great. You like the people. Oh yeah. And, and probably runs like a machine. It's, it's a nice system. How like, long has it been around? Well, so a I mean the original years. version was like in the seventies. Um, but Michael Strahan has been hosting it for the, I think this is the fifth season. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but as much as I love that, I still feel this like, well, I wish I was working on Jesus and Meryl. So, right. but anyway, yeah. Cause you have, so see, that's a proof that you're ambitious you must be you must be ambitious or you wouldn't have the you have a career in television yes like a good career yes uh so you are ambitious you are capable of being ambitious and hard working there's no question right right and you know yes. that too yes so you're capable of it yes and i'm lucky because i have built a nice I'm such a walking like conundrum, but I have made really nice connections with people who think I'm good at what I do, who Mm -hmm. will look out Mm -hmm. for me and Mm -hmm. like, um, 
help me like when I reached out for this job and I was like, this man I know right. is he's got my back. Right. Um, but, but I guess I just am also feeling like I'm mildly successful. Like I've worked on really cool shows and I've not done bad, but I'm like, these are really hard, hard. That's a really hard field that you're in and you are a real, you know, are you, you're employed in a good job in tell in the television business. Yeah. That's a big deal. Right. Yeah. You know that. Right? Yeah. No, I do. I feel okay. very lucky. Well, like, I don't know. I, and I feel so, like bad about being such a whiny person or like wishing my life more was guilt, better. More guilt. Yeah. You're really like, you're really consumed with, I don't know. You've got to really like what's happening out in the world. And you have this real negative tape. You know that. Yeah. So that's so frustrating, isn't it? I'm oh, feeling it's... frustrated. Just <laughs> no, because I, I, I get it. I get like, you know, you could talk about where it comes from. We could understand that. But the truth is, is that I don't think it's going away. Well, the thing is that keeps multiplying a little bit. Like now the world is changing so much. And like, I feel like we're a fiery pit of just a time bomb waiting to explode because the everything seems very unfair right now. And I feel very strong guilt that I don't know how to be a better person in the new world and like be an ally and be on like do as much as I possibly can to be. And I think everything I want to do is probably the wrong thing. And it's just... Okay, so here's another thought yes. I just that just occurred to me. I wonder if you have some I I wonder if there's like some anger in there that you're not you have some repressed anger. That's what I'm thinking, to be honest. I'm thinking this is what I'm thinking, folks. I'm <gasps> thinking that she's you you're a li, she's a li, I'm going to tell you guys cuz it's I'm going uh, I want to talk to you you people out there. Okay, this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that she's a little um she's a little defensive about her parents and how much they love her and how much she loves them but i'm thinking that somehow there's a lot of anger under that that she feels guilty about and doesn't want to own or legitimize but i'm going to say that i think her parents in my for my view as probably great parents, but that was fucked up. Okay. That was fucked up what they did. They didn't, they didn't, one person was saying something great and no one took him seriously. And somebody else was just really critical all the time. And, and there are, everybody's doing the best they can. And, uh, no one like, like the dad didn't really stick, stick up for, for Susan with the mom and I think she's kind of angry at them, but feels guilty about it. And I think that she's actually trying to take on a lot of stuff herself because she doesn't want to be angry at the people out there. Like a lot of like, like, you know what? I always think about Amy Schumer, actually. She's kind of my gold standard of like, fuck you. I don't give a shit because and I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm not making any judgments about that. But how would Amy Schumer handle this? She'd be like, you guys fucking fired me or you you didn't ask me back. Oh, my God. I made such a difference on this show. I'm so pissed at you. A lot of people would be a lot of the a lot of things. 
Oh, you guys are too cool at this com- at this open mic. Look at the fucking dorks. You know, I'm so much smarter than you guys, and you're ignoring me. You're so stupid. Do you do you see Susan? Do you, yes. Do you see what I'm saying? I do see what you're saying, and I was just going to ask you if anyone has cried on your show before. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like you've really nailed something. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh wow, what is it? Well, I have a very underlying sense of. Um, like one of the reasons I left LA besides running away from like my ex-husband and stuff was that in a car, I was like, I've never, I have really bad road rage and it was, yeah. And so it was this, I thought it was a healthy release, but it was probably just like a, uh, what is it called when you put projection like mm-hmm. I was probably projecting an anger on a driver who like who gives a shit what that driver does. But I was just like angry about probably my like in general project trajectory of life. And so I think I harbor um, like resentment and anger at a lot of uh, unnecessary things because I don't want to be angry at the things I probably should be angry at. Well, I think also a lot of the anger has to, like owning the anger is your power. And I think you're giving your power away by, your anger is legitimate. And you. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Your anger, your anger, you need to, I mean, have you, if you haven't like put a lot of time and thought into that, I mean, that could be something that would be worth exploring thinking yeah. about what how you how you've been wronged or that, that to me seems like very self-centeredy like it's not i don't know well i think that if you don't you got to look out for yourself because if you don't other you then you're putting pressure on other people right that's then it becomes their job like right. i don't want to Susan's going to be like, let's say I'm, you know, the head of production on some TV show. This is my fantasy. This, that would be fun. No, I don't think that you would don't be want fun. That. No. Okay. No. So say I have to tell. So we, you know, we go, we go down the numbers and like Susan's skill level is way beyond anything we need. We got to cut her hours in half because, you know, we're just paying for all this service. That's a luxury that we don't have to have she's for a much bigger show she should be on a big game show or a huge talk show we're 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 wasting our money paying for something we don't have to have we don't have to so i think i love susan i'm gonna have to uh cut down susan's hours and she's gonna be really upset and how am i gonna do this because it's really hard so I don't know how you handle it, but if you know, if I'm dealing with somebody who's solid, and I don't know anybody like this, and I'm not like this, but I'm just saying, if I'm dealing with somebody solid and I say, I'm cutting your hours in half, you're too good, we can't use this skill, uh, we love you, we wish we had more, and that person's really solid, they're going to be like, oh, I get it, totally, that sucks, I hate when this happens, okay, then that person walks away, I can forget about it. But if that person, if I hurt your feelings when I tell you that, it's going to bother me and I'm going to have the responsibility of making sure you're okay. I'm going to feel responsible 
for making sure you're okay. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So if you get mad, you should be mad. Yeah. I mean, you don't, it's how you act on it. Like you should say, oh, that sucks. Yeah. But you're worrying about that person. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And also I don't, I mean, I'm I'm trying to come at it in like the most practical way instead of emotional way, I guess. And so I didn't want to be seen as like an emotional person that, I don't know. But, but. I mean, there is a level of emotion that is expected because if somebody walks away and they're not mad about that, then like they're not real. Like, how can they not be mad? Yeah. You're cutting your, we're cutting your hours out of nowhere. I'm the one who's telling you that. How can you not, you may not be mad at me. Yeah. You may know it's not my fault. Right. But of course it's upsetting. The situation is upsetting. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. So is that my, should I like, is that something I should? I don't know how you should act about it, but I think you got to like own that you got to know. I think the place to begin is know that you're angry. You don't need to be angry at a person. Right. But you need to feel the anger. And by hiding your anger, you're short circuiting short circuiting a lot of intimacy Mm. because imagine like if you said oh that really makes me mad and upset i know it's not your fault but i'm really there i guess there was nothing you could do but i'm really upset and then that person has the opportunity to say i had this happen i was i would be mad too right and then the two of you are connected because you are sharing it what what's really going, the reality, yeah. the truth. Yeah. And that person sees you for who you are. Well, yeah. And a I guess. A real human. Right. And I guess that is the thing where it's like you don't want to present your whole person because you think people might not like that whole person. Well, I mean, I think that a lot of it is also the focus needs to be back on you. I think that the focus mm-hmm. is like, I think, like, I don't know, like, I have no training. We know this. I have no formal training. I had <laughs> pretty 20 good, years though. of experience by now, though. I have no formal training, so don't listen to me or <laughs> listen. take it for what it's worth. But I think, like, the place to start is monitoring your feelings and for blocking the other person out, whatever's going, because everybody is projecting. Everybody's in their own planet. We are all, like, having our own experience and, you know, I'm worried about you, but it's from my perspective, like maybe I'm self-conscious about my, how I dress and I'm worrying that you're not liking my outfit. You don't think, you're not even thinking about it, but I made that up. Yeah. So do you see what I'm saying? Like you're making up what people are feeling and thinking about you anyway. Right. So forget about their what they are and notice you're the resource. How do you feel? And when you notice how you feel, the first step is getting in touch with your own feelings, particularly feelings of anger. Right. It's a, yeah, I think I've always found, tried to find a release for the anger that had nothing to do with anger. Like I took drum lessons because I was like, this is how I can release my anger instead of like recognizing and head on in the anger I feel And so this is a 
big, crazy idea for me because I have never done this before in 44 years. Wow. Yeah. You know, in your anger. Yeah. What what does that even look like? Like, wow. The thought of that. Yeah. When with your boyfriend or your intimate relationships. So do you do you have fights? No. Well, then you're you're blocking a lot of intimacy there. Well, that's what I was wondering because we get along. It's just so comfortable and easy. And I mean, he doesn't like driving with me. So we fought about that. But like on a consistent basis, we do not argue. Right. So maybe you're right. Maybe that. I don't know. Are you afraid of an argument? Um, Like when you were growing up, if your parents argued, was that scary or... Or I think you, at first it was, and then it just kind of became normal. Yeah. But are that. you avoiding are you avoiding arguments because they're unpleasant or are you avoiding um are you afraid of being are you afraid of being abandoned that the people won't talk to you anymore? Is there any like do you do you are you afraid of your anger? Maybe if you have road Ooh. rage, you're afraid of losing control of your anger. Yeah. I think that I I do worry about like with with, with uh Mike. I don't have like a fear of abandonment or anything mm-hmm. like that. But I think in other relationships that are newer, um, that aren't like friends from college or friends that I know are my friends, friends, friends. Like I definitely don't want to present as like I'm pissed. Right. Ever. But I think that people are also noticing they're they're You know, we all put it out there and being angry is normal and it's good. It's good. You know, it's, it's um, like Tom, the director of the station. Yeah. He's really helped me with anger and intimacy. I have to tell you that, Tom, I think maybe you know that because he can get really pissed off. Really? And like, like you haven't seen him angry? No. Well, but I, <laughs> I know he was pissed about one. Um, yeah, he gets pissed. Yeah, he gets pissed. We need, we need that. We need Tom to be like, whatever. <laughs> Tom is himself. But the thing is, it's like Tom and I have a certain level of trust. So I know if he gets mad at me, yeah, that it's not that we have enough trust, yeah, that I can say shit to him and he can say shit to me, yeah. And that's a big deal for me, okay? Because I haven't been able to do that a lot. Well, that's good. I mean, that's a good relationship to you know, like, and it's because I've been with the station from the beginning. It's because we have a project. It's not personal, right? You know, we don't. I mean, we're friends, but it's not like our relationship really revolves around the station. It's not personal, right? So it's easy. We have a goal that we're working on, right? He's working on mostly, really, uh. But do you know what I'm saying? Like, um, when you have a fight with somebody, you wind up, when you express your anger, see, the other thing is, if you don't express your anger and you're afraid to express your anger, yeah. it's really hard to learn how to how to get started because uh, you don't know how to get, you don't know if you're going to, you don't know how to work with it. You don't know how to work with your anger because you don't have any of it in the world. Right. Well, it also feels like explosive almost. Like if I got angry, there's so much anger that it might be explosive. And so I need to start maybe learning how to seep it out instead of like having a, I don't know. Or maybe you can ask some of your friends for help. Like, you know, what I would imagine is 
that you might that's the scariest thing anyone's ever said to me because like my new york friends that i've met while living in new york that scares the shit out of me the idea of like talking to friends i've met here and asking them for yeah people that you're close the yeah okay Um, which is maybe weird but that's like scary well that's maybe a scary how about mike can you start with him could you say mike you know i've been thinking about how i really want to like integrate my anger into my personality and i think you could help me yeah and i want to start trying to learn how to express my anger with you and then when you feel angry at him yeah you don't have to like do anything or explode just say in a calm way yeah i realize i'm feeling angry about this and you may get in a fight with him yeah but if you take you know you're taking responsibility for it you're saying i'm trying to learn yeah and 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 can you help me? Yeah, that's interesting. Then it gets just back to the guilt. I don't want to put that on him, but I'm more I'm I would be comfortable with that idea, but I don't want to put that on him. But I'm comfortable. I could try this. Well, it could, could be a this. gift. It could be a gift to him because what you're saying to him, what you could be saying to him yeah. is I want to get closer to you. Yeah, I want to I want to grow the side of myself and I want you to know this side of me and I want to know this side of me. Yeah. And I trust you because I respect you. Yeah. That you can help me. And when people like right now, if I'm helping you, like I feel maybe I'm, we're having, you know, like at least uh, trying, we're, we're, we're attempting a productive conversation. Yes. I'm feeling great. I'm like, wow, am I getting, I might be getting something done here. This is a gift to me. Well, I, I'm like learning. I feel like this is very, it's crazy because yesterday I had no plans for this, like 24 hours ago. And now all of a sudden I'm like, feel like I'm learning something that's incredibly important, but scares me a lot. But I think it's super important because I have been this nice person my entire, like I am stupid nice. And it's like, I really thought that's how you're supposed to be. And so to like learn how to put anger into the world instead of just being nice all the time feels like a huge important i don't know step yeah. it's crazy almost like wild i mean i think i think it would be i think it would be really i think it would help i think it would help you a lot i think it would help you a lot i think it i think that that's a big part of you that uh is very motive. I think there's a lot of motivation in there. Yeah. And the thing, the thing is that really strikes me about you in particular, because I, I get what you're talking about and I have a lot of those same feelings myself. Yeah. And I'm a lot older than you actually. And I've worked, I would not be able to no, tell No, that. but I've worked, I mean, whatever, you know, I've been beaten down. Let's just say <laughs> that. Uh, anyway, the point, the point is, is that I can identify with those issues. But the thing that really strikes me that is very different for me is that the rage, the like, just for example, the road rage, mm-hmm. I do not feel any rage rare. Like I really don't have a lot of, I don't see people. I think your rage is um, unusual. Maybe I, I would think so. And that's, I would think so. That's fine. I mean, I had somebody in group therapy once who used to black out. They'd get some rage. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That has not happened. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, 
Wow. So I think that that's what that rage is telling you is that it's not going anywhere. You're just putting it in this garbage can and sealing it. Yeah. Yeah. And the garbage can explodes. Yeah. And that's what happens. Yeah. It's like a very, yeah, that's not healthy. It doesn't seem healthy. Well, I think, I think that you're, you're short circuiting yourself. I think it's not helping. It's, you know, whatever it is, it is what it is. It's good to start thinking about it. Yeah. It's not something you've dealt with really. Uh Uh-uh. Hmm. Uh Uh-uh. Wow. Your other therapist never brought this up? No. Wow. No. And I paid them way more money. Um, he paid them actual money, you mean? <laughs> exactly. Well, well exactly. I, I don't know. So let's, we've got 15 minutes left. I want to give your, oh, shit, I forgot to plug plug our show, our station in the middle, but Tom will yell at me about that. That's fine because I can take it. <laughs> uh, but I want to do that at the end. So the thing is, is that let's think of one, let's, let's play pretend. Okay. And imagine a situation that you're angry about or maybe a situation at the ending of your job that you were angry about that you weren't aware of and how you could have handled it differently and how you would like to, how you imagine it. Oh, gosh. Is it, or any situation, really. Let's think of one. Um, Was there one yesterday, something recent? What did I do yesterday? Oh, gosh, this is like on the spot. I, um... That's okay. I mean, I'm thinking of one myself. Like last night, I went out to dinner with this friend, and we went to this restaurant. I picked it, and uh, we were put in this horrible table that was really like meant for one person, and there were like three empty tables. And so we went through this whole song and dance. It was ridiculous. And uh, anyway, I wound up being you know, letting her know I was really like pissed. Yeah. And I, I feel like I feel good about that because I put the anger, like objectively speaking. Yeah. It was fucked up. Like, why did they do that? Well, it was just, they, whatever reason for any customer that did not look right. Right. And I, I wasn't yelling. I was just like very direct. And very like, I'm unhappy. Right. Like, I'm not happy about this. And come on. So objectively speaking, any normal person would not, would be angry. Right. So I, I was just acting normally by being angry. Right. But I, I like when I, that was done, I gave myself a big pat on the back because I put my anger where it belonged. Right. Well, and I've, but I feel like New York has taught me how to be angry in that way with strangers. Like if it was a wait, uh, a server who had done that, I would not have a problem being like, I'm sorry, this is. So New York has taught me how to be like more assertive in that sense and more personal relationships and the like the work relationships and things like that. I think oh, I'm work. less. Can you- I'm trying oh, with work, like in work and work with friends or, or with friends or what have you. It's a lot harder to be more assertive in that sense. It's not assertive. See, that's uh, really that's <laughs> fucked up because they tell us chicks to be assertive. Yeah, it's not assertive. It's got nothing to do with being assertive. Okay. It just has to do with with recognizing your anger. Right. And expressing it in a rational way. Right. OK. See, that's yeah. that that people go, oh, yeah, of course they're angry. Right. 
Like they're it's not so gonna. You, <laughs> it's just so foreign. Right. Yeah. Right. So okay. So we're gonna give you uh, exercise. Yes. Okay. Here's what I want you to do. Okay. I want you to write down one thing every day for the next week. Okay. That made you angry. Okay. Whether, no matter how you expressed it. Okay. But something that really triggered your anger that made you uncomfortable, where you were uncomfortable about expressing it. And I don't want you to feel any pressure to change, express it or anything. Just Give me the list. Okay. And then maybe we'll read it on the air next week. What okay. do you think? Would okay. you like that? Okay, I can do that. Yeah? <laughs> I can work on I can do this. Can I'm sure there's that? one thing. Yes, I can find an anger trigger every okay. day in okay. the city. <laughs> Just don't worry about changing any behavior. Let's start with that and then we'll, okay. see, where, we'll see where that goes. Oh, I'm like going to become a client and I'm going to have to pay you. No. Oh, <laughs> see how you're turning that around into like. See, now when you say that, yes. I don't like to, t- I don't, I never take money for therapy from anybody because I just don't I feel it's part of the, the I know, but the, the, I feel like it hurts the integrity of my project. Okay. My Dr. Lisa project. Okay. But when you say that, then all of a sudden I'm in the position of having to accept like something nice or like your you can't just let it go. You have to like make sure that I'm getting something out of this. Well, yes. It has to be fair. Yeah, because you just like if the f- it has to be fair. And yes. I already told you that I'm getting a lot out of this because I enjoy doing it and we're being productive and all that. So I'm already getting. And if I get material to read, you're going to let me read what you're mad about on the air like, fuck that shit. A lot of people would never do that. That's a huge oh, gift. Well, where okay. you're giving me, you are giving me something. Okay. Okay. Good then. Cause I, I mean, I don't, I'm, t- I like, I'm, t- I don't want to be yeah. hiding things about, like, I think it's important. Yeah. Well, anyway, I, you know what? A lot of the <laughs> therapy happens when you're not in the room. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, well, we're, we're going to have to let this go because I think we've, we've done enough. We've done enough, uh, uh, examining and I, I think it's got to settle and you're going to think about it and yeah. we'll see where it goes. I hope, I hope it helps. That's all, you know. Well, it's opened my eyes in a way that like is new and good. Good. So we'll, good. We'll go I'm excited there. about your job. You're going to be working in March. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So what do you take off February? Well, I do. Well, again, I'm lucky because I am going back in February. Yeah. Oh, you're going bit. back in February. Well, well, this so is just getting better and better. I'm just like a day or two here so, or there. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. So, um, oh, you're, uh huh. Like I'll just do some freelance work here or there in February. So you've got work. Yeah. 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 And then you can work on your anger management the rest of the time. Yes. That's good. Yes. Why don't you make it into a writing project? I really should because there's a lot. It's You've a lot. You've got a lot of writing skills. You've I've, got good writing skills. I try. And, I think so. And if you make this into a writing project, then you'll be working. You'll have like, you'll be productive. And then you'll also be doing something creative and developing your skills. There's so much. It's like a, it's a package deal right now. I like it. Yeah. Maybe I like we can it. have like a one woman show with the radio station. We can maybe we'll have a one woman show and make all the hosts come and then Ooh. and then um you can tell them all how you're pissed how each one of them pisses you <laughs> off in particular. That's funny. I had a uh, when I did stand up I had a joke that says like um I want everyone like my 
I want everyone to like me, but I don't like any of you or something like that. And um, it's not true at all. I like people very Mm -hmm. much, but it's funny because it's just like, I don't know. Anyway, it was funnier when I did it on stage. It got laughs. But well, for, it got timing. <laughs> yeah, there was zero timing there. But uh, but this this isn't the right forum. No, for stand. No, for stand up. <laughs> this thing on. No. Um. Anyway, well, I guess, no. I don't know. Can you do stand up on radio? I mean, they do stand up. They they have stand up shows on like Sirius XM and stuff. I could see if it's pre recorded. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, go ahead. Anyway, the point of the matter is, it's like um. If people don't, I like, I don't even know where I'm going with this. I'm so like lost in my thoughts, but I love the idea of doing this one woman show where I get out all of my like oh, yeah. anger. It feels yeah. really fun, but then it also feels like, why would anyone care? But that's like, we're working through that idea of like. Yeah. And then also like, you know, you never know what people like. You never know what people care about. True. I mean, I think I think that's another thing that we learn that I've been learning on social media because I'm like trying to get all my my artwork is so disorganized. So I keep putting things up so they'll all be in my Instagram. So when I go to this conference next month, I'll have it in one place or whatever. Yeah. And uh, for my own for my own, I don't I don't enjoy enjoy it necessarily, but I feel you know what? This is the other thing. And I was going to say this to you earlier because we were talking about your creative work, but you know, your work about self-promotion guys, your art, your projects are your children and they're not you. They're children that you are taking care of and you got to put it out there. And even you got to do the work to get them dressed and off to school. So they can get out there and be among society. And the and you never know. That's what I'm saying about my Instagram. You never know. Like there are things that I thought are so stupid. And then I look and it's got like 50 likes and I try not to get caught up in that. Right. But, I get, but I look at what people prefer. Well, and it, that's, you know, I feel like it is important to know, but it's a very strange sensation of being like. Yeah, I mean, it is weird. Judge me. Here I am. Judge but that's my work. The wor- that's the world we're living in now. Good that's point. the world we're living in. And you, you, if you, you know, if you don't take a person, it's not personal. Right. And the other thing is, is that people who live to get like a hundred, you know, if you get caught up in the numbers, that's a problem. Right. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm and a lot there. of, there's, a, <laughs> there's, see, I'm not there. There's always, it's not that you're not there. What I'm saying is it's not that to be there. The thing is, don't get caught up in it. Mm. Don't. That's a place that doesn't exist for for. I mean, I'm not I don't I'm I'm no example, but it's a place that doesn't exist for healthy people. Right. Because it makes you crazy. Right. And anyone that has like millions of followers is definitely insane about how many followers They, they worry about how many followers there's a lot more productive things you can be doing in this life. Very true. Very true. Right? Yes. Yeah, so mm. true. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I need a drink. <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about alcohol? Your alcohol use. We don't need to talk about that. No. I don't want Let's not talk about our alcohol yeah, use. Yeah, no, no. No. Moving it's on. It's dry January. I've done okay. I've cut down a bit, but no. I mean, you know. I don't know. I think it's really hard getting through life. And now that I was reading, you know, like there's so many chemicals 
and medications, permanent medications in our water. Oh, God, I didn't even know that part. Yeah, so whatever alcohol you're drinking, like that's the least of it because mm. it's all uh, in the water. Yeah. This is world we live in is a mess. Yeah, you got to, yeah, you can't, you can only do, you got to like focus in on, like I, I try to like, you know, I actually really ignore a lot of storylines. Like, I know nothing. You can call me an asshole for this, but I know nothing about the Australian wildfires oh. because the idea that they exist is devastating. Yeah. And then I'm not going to go there and do anything. And I don't really, I probably, I haven't donated any money. I'm not a very good citizen. But the thing is, it's so upsetting. And the more details I know, it's just going to make my life worse right well that's the hard thing with news these days yeah it's just so overwhelmingly sad well i i try to ignore the things that are upsetting yeah we got to take care of ourselves i know but then you feel like a bad person there's so many things you know what you're not a the standards of bad people that's the other thing this is not like the people with the less Rules always win. So if you are mm-hmm. holding yourself back, and and I, I think, I mean, I think it's important to be a decent human being, and I do, I do my best. But if you are worrying about whether you're being nice enough to everybody else, and you're going out of your way for other people, then that's going to hold you back in your life a lot. And you're, mm-hmm. I mean, because no one else is doing it. It's like you're the only one doing it. Like you have to, I think on a day-to-day basis, I try to be like, I try to have every interaction I have to try to be positive or decent. Yes. I try to make what I put out there decent. But um, as far as making a lot of sacrifices for things and people I don't know, things I don't know about, you know, I, I'm just like, I I have a limited amount. I like, I have to take care of myself too. Right. I've gotten a lot. Well, I'm also old, so that helps. Anyway, <laughs> you know what? I can't believe how fast this went. We got to say goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. Please uh, tune in to uh, New in New York, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. My show is Thursday, 2 to 3. And make sure to... Go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. We have so much to offer you. Stick around. We've got Elon Danzinger, Lost and Rewound. It's a great, funny, funny show with old uh, tapes that people bring in, old audio tapes, cassettes, and then they tell stories about their lives. I actually have some from old boyfriends that I got to bring in because I dated a lot of deadbeat musicians in my youth. Thank God I didn't marry one, though, so I'm ahead of the game. That's how I see it. Anyway, thanks again for listening.